Live life the Edgecorp way. Punch the clock. Keep your head down. Collect your pay. This is the day-to-day -day reality of working stiffs in a rough galaxy. But when the crew of the cargo freighter Calamity fails to catch break after break, their lives are turned upside down. Bad cargo, spiraling debt, and a woman's life on the line. All with the Golden League crime syndicate breathing down their necks. It's no surprise that these blue-collar folks get desperate enough to take any job. Can't let danger or moral compromises get in the way of their bonus checks. So goes life, far beyond the stars. You arrived pretty much earlier this evening to the planet Voxa carrying a load of guns that you had been hired by Lord Sinjin to deliver to the Gitteron Authority outpost on this world. Upon landing, you discovered that things were incredibly tense between the Hobgoblin archaeologist team that's on site as well as their protection detail and the local mining guild, who had been the ones to originally discover a suite of hobgoblin ruins within their mine. And tensions have been escalating between the two groups for several weeks at this point. In order to achieve some sort of resolution that makes y'all feel okay about depositing a bunch of weapons into this situation, Captain Friday has gotten the head of the mining guild to agree to essentially come to the table and try to talk it out with the hobgoblin group as long as y'all come in and help him rescue a member of his town essentially that has gone into the mine with several mining charges with the intention to collapse the central ziggurat that has the hobgoblin so excited in the hopes that they will leave. You got permission to enter the site from Dr. Sib, who's the head hobgoblin researcher of the team. And she, Vog, the head mining foreman, entered the site with you. You went through searching for Krisk, who's the miner that wandered in here. You found uh, various things, but especially some research involving the transmutation of cicatite into something temperate and not uh not as extreme as what you can usually get that to turn into and you were making your way through when you encountered what really should be a very sad sad figure you know it's a guy who was sealed in here presumably when the hobgoblins of ancient times abandoned this site and he died here alone in the dark by himself and then rose again as a marooned zombie and you would feel worse for him if he wasn't currently imprisoning the shearing that you came in here to get and essentially threatening to make sure that all of you don't make it out of the cigarette either man just kind of wrong just on a on a, just a, a gut level of this is not okay. I wanted to check in with how everybody's characters are feeling, maybe even <laughs> check in on how everybody is feeling about this particular fight in this particular place, anything about the situation that's going on right now. Because uh, this is deeply uncool. Heidi has her safety visor on, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's rainbow. Does it make Saren feel better that you're no. wearing your rainbow visor? <laughs> no, it just makes me feel feel cool. <laughs> you look cool. You it look is cool. very cool. Oh, yeah. You look really cool. I agree. Thanks. I agree. So, I mean, I guess like Saren has the most immediate response to all of this. Um, and I actually I'm gonna have uh have Jure take some in-game penalties because I was thinking about it and Ooh. given mm. okay given I, your I reaction, like where this is going um 
So given your reaction, you know, of initially panicked and then frightened, uh, I would say that right now she is shaken. Um, okay. You know, like mechanically speaking, speaking, because, you know, she's having basically an, like an emotional flashback, you know, there was a, there was at least a moment there where, you know, hearing this thing's voice and the way that it's basically like, I'm trying to make friends to just stay with it for forever so that it won't be alone. Definitely brought some stuff up for sure. Mm. And uh, I feel really guilty because I, as a player was the one who did this to Saren, not obviously <laughs> Abby, you're the one who did this exact thing. Right. But I was the one who put the trauma there <laughs> to <Yeah>. be triggered. <laughs> and I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I did find it delightful that you wrote that. <laughs> that you wrote that into your actual story. I mean, I'm not going to lie. One of my favorite things about being a GM is taking the trauma of the characters and applying it to the bad guys in the in the uh, in the shows. I mean, I I hit Andromeda pretty hard at the end of uh, book three of Reign of Winter, and I relished every moment of that. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> just dragging her into a deep dark bit of despair was so much fun. Well, you're evil, so in real life. Yes. <laughs> and I I mean, I also as a GM love doing that, right? It's but it does make me feel guilty, right? As a player, as yeah. as a person who created this character. I think it's it'd be nice to to be able to create characters that don't have a lot of trauma in their backstories, but that makes for a less interesting show long term because yeah. then you don't have a lot of like why does someone who has never had any trauma grow? Like what's, what's their impetus to change or develop or improve? One of my favorite lines is like adventures don't go out because, uh, because they had a happy childhood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course, Saren isn't an adventurer. She works for, you know, she works for a, a company. You yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> um, you know, these things don't necessarily apply to but also people, you know, potentially don't end up taking these kinds of jobs because they're in a great place. Yeah. There are very in few life. people in the world who are in a great place. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's, true. that's also But that's true. a whole nother discussion. Like, I can't think... There are very few people I've ever met in my life where I'm like, wow, you are really, truly normal. Like, you never had anything bad happen to you ever. At least in some way or another, something happened to everyone I've ever met. <laughs> Usually the people that I have met who are like that are very boring, honestly. The people that have never had major struggles, their life yeah. has been pretty good. They come from a family that's well enough off that they usually don't have to worry about things like paying for college or finding a good job or just things kind of, they just kind of hit cruise and life just kind of works out for them for the most part. And usually those people are super boring. <laughs> Yep. And there's the tea. That's I hate that tea. phrase. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, the powers of denial are <laughs> epic. Oh, they epic sure level are. denial. Speaking of denial, I'm down all of my stamina and I have 15 hit points left. Mm -hmm. So our, our marooned friend hits mm. pretty hard. He really stabbed me. He really stabbed me. He like, sure really did. hard. He stabbed you. I'm okay. Good. I'm okay. I'll be okay. I, I am really mad about it. And if Ballad dies, I just, um, I mean, I'm excited a little bit because then I can bring in Flower, but <laughs> a backup character. But I also don't want her to die. There's so much stuff. There's so much stuff left for them to do. Yeah, we haven't even really gotten. I mean, we've gotten a lot of Ballad's backstory because circumstances have dictated that they have had to share a good chunk of yeah. their backstory. But we have not gotten to juicy moments actually reckoning with that backstory. Ooh, it would be a yeah. huge bummer if Ballad died I, here. I do have ideas about what would probably happen to her if she did quote unquote die um, that I would discuss with you mm -hmm. silently to the side. But um, <laughs> <laughs> off mic, you know, um, but it, yeah, it's not. We still have so much romance drama that I wrote for her. <laughs> so much <laughs> glorious so much. romance drama that I am eager to get to. 
Like, yeah, it's exactly my flavor. Exactly (laughs) my flavor of romance drama. Um, It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. So, you know, you're down a lot. You got stabbed pretty good. But you have unfinished business out there in the galaxy. You know, you've got this. Probably. Sometimes, as we were saying, life ain't fair. And sometimes you don't get to finish your business. But, you know. Anyway, on that cheerful thought, <laughs> how's uh, how's Miss Fanny feeling about just in general this situation or this creepy, uh, lonely zombie in particular? You know, Miss Fanny's all about having empathy, but uh, which you mentioned last episode, she's a veteran of um, you know of war of combat where. You know, she's tussled with you know the corpse fleet back in uh, her military career so she it it's almost kicks in those uh, combat reflexes or the muscle memory or the, all that condition i i i picture i i'm not a veteran folks i haven't served um but i i picture or i would imagine that you're in that specific area or you're in that specific mindset for survival keeping yourself you know um going your you know your fellow fe- fellow soldiers going and i'm picturing those things kind of going through her mind where i i believe one of the first things that reminded or her mouth last episode i'd have to check was either like oh it has to go down or mm-hmm. let's move quickly it wasn't oh you know what let's see how we can rest the spirit to you know to rest which you would think is a more miss fanny response but it was oh snap guns out folks drop this thing yep kicking in maybe some of her older instincts kicking in from previous iterations of herself and friday finally how are how are you doing friday of all the characters i've ever played is probably very similar in terms of mental how he handles mental stress and that is, he is very good at putting it in a little box and just putting it on a shelf and focusing on whatever needs to handle. I had an ex who used to say that I always landed on my feet because the worst thing could happen and I would just figure out a solution around it or I would handle it deftly. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't destroy me. And that's been true for most of my life is I, I'm very good at MacGyvering situations to make them figure to work. And I think Friday is very much the same. And right now, the only thing that matters to him is uh, Friday's hierarchy of needs, I guess is the best way to put it. The the things that matter is making sure his crew stays alive and is protected and isn't hurt, uh, severely hurt anyway. And uh, and getting things figured out so his mom can get insurance because I'm he's pretty sure that if she doesn't get the medication she needs, she has days. Not It's not like something that will be slowly wind down. It will be a very fast turn of event for her. He is desperate to solve that problem. So I think that's where he's at is just trying to get through this. And so right now, the fear that I think some people feel the he just wants to get this done and get out of it. And um, which means that he might not be fully aware of to the full, the true danger of the situation. Um, he's just putting it all in a box um, to get the get through this. Um, and I think that's where he's at. It will probably come back to catch up with him at some point. It's not there yet, though. And that is where we are. You are fighting him. And I think the person that delivered the last blow, or non-blow, as the case may be, was Saren. Uh, and so we are starting with Friday at the top of the round. Huzzah! Huzzah! So Friday, noticing that Saren's nervousness and putting herself up there uh, is going to uh, actually step in front of Saren just to take that blow if it happens. And at the same time, throws throws out the gun and just pops a rubber bullet to the ground in which opens up and there is... I'm going to just say basically a bunch of shards from a ship get pulled in from space and up into the maroon one. So I needed to roll it to roll a little reflex save. A little reflex savey save. 
can I can do that. What are you gonna do with all that junk? All that junk upside your trunk? Uh, that's a that'll be a ten. Oh, that is a fail. Yeah, uh, yeah, that sure seems like a fail. He doesn't have great reflexes, as you might imagine. He has had very little cause to use them in the thousand or so years that he has been locked up in here. Oh, so that's such a beautiful amount of damage. You're taking 11 points of uh, shards of junk into your trunk. Saren, we're going to get this guy. Don't worry. So what do these shards look like? So it's just, it's shards of spaceship that just appear from a portal that just pierce various spots on his body? Yeah, imagine like there's probably somewhere in space, just the ruins of a spaceship. And I just summon forth like a quick opening in space and a bunch of metal shards just shoot into them. And then the, and the portal closes just as quickly as it opens. So there's not even a chance for him to like fall through or anything, but the shards remain in him. And you see these burned sear marks from when the portal closed and basically shut, cut off any pieces that stayed behind in the other, between the other realm. He looks down at it and slowly pushes it in a little farther, laughing. Oh. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give myself an extra, take an extra two points off for that. Okay, uh, with that interaction, it is now Miss Fanny's turn. What is, what is our former military mastermind going to do? about this incredibly tense combat situation. She is going to uh, shout out to Ballad. Uh, Ballad, dear, do you need some offense or do you need some healing? Uh, healing, please. <laughs> On my way. And she ambles <laughs> over, wincing a little as she's moving as fast oh. as she can. Uh, they're going to find a little spot on you and go... A little hypo. <laughs> and, ooh, Max, you get eight points. Ooh. A healing. Thank goodness. Now finish him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you finish got him. it. <laughs> nice. Is that the end of your turn? Yeah, that's, that's all she got. Cool. Uh, and appropriately, Ballad, you're up. Hell yes. I just got needled by Miss Fanny, so you sure I'm going to sort of like try and tactically swing around. So Ballad is looking at both Crisk and the the name one. Uh, <laughs> and Crisk and the marooned one? Uh, yes, the marooned one. The uh, one. The, uh, the marooned one. And she's maroon she's watching them both carefully. And she's going to try and swing around tactically so that like, you know... She's not giving him a chance to slash slash at her um, while she runs around and then gets between Crisk and the marooned one. And she's going to nice. do an talk. A talk me. A talk you. A talk I'll be a talking you. Um. Hello, I will be a talking you today. Icky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, 23 to hit. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. You definitely, oh, yeah. you definitely hit him. He as he he leers at you as you get between him and his victim. Yay! Eight points of damage. Eight points of damage. She basically like swept around in kind of a circle, and she did it in this very cool like, like basically to get there. She was doing something of a cartwheel and meanwhile like whipping because with the chain once she starts moving it it's kind of always moving so she has not really stopped like whipping it around like it looks kind of fucking stupid because (laughs) (laughs) I mean it looks kind of stupid because basically she's like doing all these kung fu moves basically constantly throughout battle even when she's not directly engaged so it's Mm -hmm. kind of dumb but kind of awesome at the same time (laughs) Show At off. At the same time. <laughs> Freaking show off. She's like, listen, I spent so long mastering this weapon. I'm going to show you all. <laughs> nice. Okay. So you come you come through, you whip your chain. And again, just the tip of it just pierces whip into it. him and does more damage as you rip it back out again. And Rip it and rip it. It's kind of hard to tell on him because his, his environmental protection suit is already... It's already pretty ripped. It's already in fairly bad repair. But you are beginning to see that he is 
losing more and more essentially like chunks of his body as you continue to do damage to him. The spaceship definitely took out, uh, I think, a large a large chunk of maybe his shoulder section. And good. Uh, he is certainly looking a little, li- little worse for wear as he... You should be. <laughs> no! <laughs> because his eyes are still eerily, just that eerie, unnatural blue. And because you've <laughs> interposed yourself between him and his intended victim, they are now laser-focused on you. Like, are you volunteering to stay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> Is that the end of your turn, Valid? Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, so now we move on to Vogue Mine Brewer, your stout dwarven miner companion, which now that the marooned one seems to be pretty thoroughly distracted uh, with everyone else going on, in particular, Ballad, uh, Vogue is going to sort of run forward to get to Krisk and start checking him over for injuries and be like like hey are you okay like like are you hurt so Vog is going to be spending his turn giving Krisk some medical attention Krisk is going to receive that medical attention now that it is his turn and is reassuring Vog that like he's mostly okay and is going to continue his absolute beeline for the door to get the hell out of there. He can't quite make it, but Chris has, uh, especially now that he's healed up and he's moving a little faster, nearly made it to the door as Vogue turns his attention back to helping kill this creepy, lonely zombie. Speaking of which, I love that I get to just go, all, I, I just take all of my turns in a row. Uh, Speaking of which, the marooned one has his icy gaze on Ballad. Mm-hmm. And he takes his tactical knife Ooh. up again in his hand and goes to stab you. No. This could be it for poor Ballad. No, Ballad. Oh, my goodness. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, wow. Oh, bye. bye, everyone. No! <laughs> yeah, that was uh, wow. stunningly good rolling for me. <laughs> Bye. Uh, goodbye forever. That's going to be 16 points of slashing damage. Oh, goodness. Cool. Not looking great. Super not good, but... Are you down? No, no, not yet, but okay. very close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he... he after after making that sinister statement of are you volunteering to stay with me reaches out stabs you and looks excited as he realizes just how much damage he did yeah and this is actually a thing where normally ballad is very good at quickly recalibrating her sort of i mean i said last time because of how big of a hit he did to her she it had like fizzled and she was pink now um and after this hit not only is like she's not even trying to do her impersonation matrix anymore the front of her body is just like open and there's you can see like her circuitry underneath um and you can see all the like little nanites or nanocytes uh buzzing around trying to fix her but she looks really bad like it's just torn open the front of her chest um and and buzzing circuitry is beneath and she looks shocked like she's never taken a hit like this i don't think Mm -hmm. in her entire existence (laughs) And you can, what, now that your circuitry has been revealed, because I don't think that this, I don't think that this guy had ever encountered an android before, um, a, a being that looked as, that, that is mechanical, but appears to be living in mm-hmm. most ways until you actually kind of get down to the circuitry of them. You see it come over his face, a flash of disappointment. 
Yeah, yeah. That would be... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad, bitch. You chose the wrong one. <laughs> I told you I'm an android. I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. <laughs> right, 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 right. You've been, like, trapped here for a super long time. Okay, yeah. I got it. Just... <laughs> He's genuinely bemused, but uh, it is that is the end of his turn, and we move on to Saren. Saren is mechanically shaken. I love it. Mechanically shaken. It it fits thematically. Mm -hmm. I I appreciate you making that choice. (laughs) Yeah, no, uh, I will not appreciate it when I roll. But like, (laughs) Saren is is worried. Saren's sees this hit on on ballad someone that g has started to really become friends with and care about and uh she says she just opens up you leave my friends alone and uh and like pushes past friday and runs up gonna make a swift action to summon the the lance what i want this to, to look like if it hits i will describe as she goes in to punch punch the marooned one in the face <laughs> amazing yes okay roll for it uh let's see oh, uh, hit. where did my I'm yes dying. please i with my plus zero to hit because ah, because of shaken, shaken. <laughs> oh. oh no <laughs> did you get a one i got a two Babe, oh, oh no! <laughs> uh, so that's not yeah. gonna do it. Yeah, no. I guess. I guess. Oh well. I, I would have to declare that I'm using a hero point before I roll, right? Yep. That is usually how we play. Yeah. She goes in to, to punch, and as she's sort sort of going to strike, she flexes your hand, and the crystal lance just forms out of it. But I imagine. You know, the marooned one just, like, easily bats Saren's arm away. Mm -hmm. He's got his tactical dagger in one hand, and he's got a piece of starship shard in the other that he has, like, yanked from his body after, like, digging it in, like... And so he takes the starship shard piece, and he just, like, uses it to deflect your lance upward. Uh, None of us are going to be staying here with you. We'll see. My, you are interesting. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) A reflexive thank you. (laughs) Hey, Uh, don't even talk to Jer. Shut your mouth. (laughs) Valid says, clutching her chest closed. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Okay. Uh, Captain Friday Francisco, what you got? He sees that the fabric of reality has been torn a little bit and a little weakened where he summoned those shards still. It has not completely healed. And he uses his infinite world ability to pull down on the spot where the the uh, marooned one is at. And underneath him, the ground gets very wavy and ripply. And then it becomes concave and smooth like a marble, or like an inverted marble. And what? what this is, is this, what? is now, this is now difficult terrain. First step is a 10-foot Whoa. movement. He loses some things if he basically tries to move out of that area. That's incredible. Weird. It, that means if Ballad or if Saren want to back off, they get a little bit of uh, protection. That will end his turn. I love that so much uh, because you were just describing it the way... Like, Remember that scene in Jumanji where the floor becomes quicksand but then they like they get oh, to the yeah. next they, they're able to get to the next part of the game and so then Robin Williams is like head is just stuck in the floor mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's great oh that's fun that scene was cra- uh, yeah he was in oh I love I, I love like the infinite world stake really is not it doesn't it's not super powerful but if you're creative enough it's it's fun it's a yeah. lot of fun yeah, and I love that you were able to use this ability to give your comrades a little cover if they take a break, take a breather yeah. from being close to him, like Ballot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Miss Fanny. Oh, mercy. That was a big hit. Miss Fanny is <laughs> starting to... <laughs> panicking, pretty much. 
Wow. Miss Fanny's calculating really quickly as far as she's seen these kind of battle conditions before. It's either can you get them up on their feet enough to, to survive another blow? Can you carry them? Do you distract them? And, uh, you know what? She's, this is the kind of person Miss Fanny is. She's going to charge in there. She's going to run in, charge no, in. Miss Fanny. Yep. That's just, you know what? She did it with the flashlight. Now she, as she's moving, she's going to kind of combine her move action with the draw. So she's going to get out a survival knife that she has in oh. you know, her many little pockets. And she's going to do a dirty trick. Ooh. Okay. Let's see. Nice. I'm going to do the roll first before I describe it. Um, okay. Okay. That's a 19 plus 5, Got 23, him. 24. My math is bad. 24 melee. Angel. My friend. Is that it all? If it meets, it beats, dude. <clears throat> yes. Oh, cool, cool, so, cool. Tell me what happens. So Miss Fanny, she's feeling heroic. She gets out a survival knife. I'm picturing it like maybe a Rambo knife. Comes up using, she hasn't done this in ages, and especially not in a Miss Fanny form. She does that kind of Black uh-huh. Widow thing where you jump up, do the legs around the neck, swing around sort of thing <laughs> and as she's swinging around she slices nice. across the thing's eyes to God, blind yes. them so they Ooh. are now have the blinded okay. condition which I'll put in the thing there we nice. go just, oh, and then lands on her feet it's like oh uh, uh, and she, <laughs> she hasn't done that in this form and her bones definitely are not a happy campers oh my that was unexpected uh, Seeing a grandma do a Black Widow move is just so hilarious in my that's, mind. That's amazing. I love that, that image. <laughs> She's screaming and clapping. Oh my god! <laughs> Miss Fanny! <laughs> Does his HP take a hit, Angel, from that? No it's damage? It's a condition. Woo. That is so shitty. Oh man. Uh, I like it a lot. And, and <laughs> for the very first time, even though you didn't really hurt him in in any sort of real sense but for the very first time he makes a noise that might could be described as fearful (laughs) (laughs) this is the first time he hasn't kind of laughed it off no matter what kind of damage was done to him he actually seems seems a little concerned I would also be terrified if I was like going blind, like after uh-huh. having been alive or undead for a thousand years. Mm-hmm. And a four-armed grandma climbed on me and sliced my eyes. I'd be like, ah! <laughs> yeah. It's a. Uh, it's not. It's not fun for him. And with that, we move on to Ballad. Ballad. Oh. So I'm kind of, I'm really glad. I have mixed feelings about you approaching. I'm glad, but I'm also really scared because actually we're all about equal on KAC and stuff. And actually, even I only have a plus zero. Like I have zero to my con. So I'm not that mm. beefy either. <laughs> like none of us are very beefy. So <laughs> it's actually you really it are. really doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't matter who's up here, honestly. I'm not a great friend. That's why we let Bessie do all the dirty work you this is scary. I need a reach weapon or something. Ballad was not going to leave Saren here alone, even though she had taken such a huge hit. She was just going to like grit her teeth and push forward, which probably would have killed them. Um, but seeing that Miss Fanny has arrived with such style, they're going probably to not. sort of like wince at Ballad and Miss Fanny sort of apologetically and touch Saren's arm. Okay, well, thankfully, since Miss Fanny has taken this fool's eyes out, Ballad can just run. Like, she goes running between Friday and Vogue, sort of half stumbling because, I mean, she is... I'm down to two hit points, just for... (laughs) Just for reference. Yeah, you're not Um, doing great. Yeah, she goes, like, limping, and her like her shirt is completely torn open, and she's, like, literally holding her chest together um, as the nanocytes are doing their repair job. But it's not like that heals her. Even if she, uh, uh, on the outside, superficially looks like she's been healed, she's still 
even as things knit up, very damaged. Um, so I am going to slam a little a little he- healing serum into myself. And, well, you know, she's like standing there panting and then just jams a needle into her leg, <laughs> basically. And that's going to be the end of my turn. Nice. Okay. We got this, dear. Okay. Thank you, Miss Fanny. She Sorry. She a confident nod. Oh, I'm scared. I'm so scared. Seeing the opening that Ballad made for him by retreating, Vog is going to push up his laser rifle. Okay, so he's got his azimuth laser rifle, and he fires it at the marooned one. And on a 22, that will most certainly hit. Vog is a crack shot, especially since uh, the marooned one is currently flat-footed and stuck. (laughs) And he does 10 points of damage. You just see the two lasers just pew-pew, like into the core of the marooned one's body. And he doesn't seem to register it just outside of his general flight at outside of his general fright at being blinded so suddenly, but he's looking increasingly ragged. And that'll end Vogue's turn. Krisk is going to finally just be able to get out, leave the room, make a beeline for the exit, assuming uh, he doesn't run into Sib. But I think he just runs, I think he just runs straight past her and she doesn't try to stop him. And now we move on to the marooned one again who blinded is now just slashing out with his knife at whoever he perceives to be closest, which can be either Miss Fanny or Saren. And I am going to roll a D4 to decide who one, one to two. He stabs Saren three to four. He stabs Miss Fanny. It's two. Yes. Stab me. Stab me. (laughs) Yeah. How does a 14 do against your KAC? A 14 beats my KAC. Oh, shit. Really? My 12 KAC. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Above 50, it hits. Below 50, it does not hit. It will not hit. Ooh. Ooh. So never mind. Uh, yeah. He's slashing wildly around him with his dagger. And Saren... There are a couple of times in his just wild thrashing that the knight comes pretty close to your face, but does not quite make it. You are able to sort of lean backwards and he can't see well enough to be able to push forward those extra couple of inches. So you are fine. And I think that Dustin, like if he's going to try to stumble away, um, what negatives does he take? Uh, it just takes him 10 feet of movement to get out of that first square. But that also means that uh, some people do get attack of opportunities in that situation. I do think that's what he would do. I think he's confused. I think that he was just blinded. I think uh, he's not successfully, like, he's not feeling anything with his knife and he can't see anyone. So he is going to try to retreat, essentially, try to stumble out of the way, even though there really is nowhere to go. But, uh, get him. So he can really only move to about two squares back. But that is what he does. Saren would like to take an attack of opportunity as okay. yeah. the Marooned One. Slice with a knife. Take slice, your attacks slice, of opportunity. Slice. Do it. Get Hit him, it. Please. Both of oh you, please. My little, my, my little survival fight. Uh, Saren is still, you know, shaking. Your arm is, is trembling as you know she she has just dodged these attacks from this guy's knife and tries to reach out and slash upwards and uh with a nine i'm gonna assume that misses (laughs) oh even with this flat-footed kac that still misses but that was a good good try (laughs) none of my dice like me these last two weeks nope not really And then you gave yourself conditions on top of that. Oh. So Yeah, I doubt an 11 would have hit, though. That's a good flavor <laughs> You're choice. You're so honorable. No. Angel, <laughs> does Miss Fanny take her attack of opportunity? Oh, absolutely. One of her arms is just going to go on uh, Saren's shoulder as like a little reassuring. And with the other, you know, they've got three extra free hands. With the other, it's just going to stab forward in the space that they just left with a 21 to hit. Yes, 
Yep. Good job. Oh, that nice definitely hits them. That's an excellent. Revenge. It's a little life. So it's not going to be massive damage. But hey, nickel and dime them. Uh, two points right in the ass. Right in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's how much damage I would have dealt if I had hit. <laughs> it was just a frightened yelp. <laughs> As you stab him in the ass with your tiny little knife. Um, Not my ass. Actually, not my ass. Get out of here. (laughs) Great. Perfect. Okay. Um, Saren, it is your turn. Oh, it is my turn. And you know that you're, at this point, you know that your attacks are small and are not doing a lot, but you think you might almost have him. Finish this, Saren. Uh, Saren is just going to give chase, you know, darting forward. She places a, a hand on the on the pillar that's just to your north as and uses it to pull herself around and uh, and use it. Use that momentum just to do like a cross chop uh, across aiming for the marooned one's neck. OK, no. Oh, my God. Oh. What did you roll? Heidi. <laughs> Please let that just be a three or something. Heidi. A natural one. Oh, no. Ooh, okay. I, I swear, I've changed dice about oh. between this week and last week about five different times. Uh, it's fitting since you're so traumatized. Oh, so, this battle yeah, is that makes so sense. edge of your seat. Oh, you poor traumatized Dustin eyes. Dustin eyes. You take a negative four penalty to attacks for one round. Okay. Oh, well, that's, I mean, not great, but it's not damaging. It's it's not the worst thing that could have happened. Yeah, I think you are so eager to get your lance into this guy. Because he was scrambling so hard to retreat from you, you were not really thinking very tactically about how you went after him and just the cloud of dust that he left in his wake just gets just gets in your eyes it's gonna take you gonna take you around to clear it out oh i can't see that's a minus four for if i get another attack of opportunity right yep Yep. okay capitan friday do you think you can do what your traumatized crewman cannot I'm going to try. Uh, Friday drops his tin con and starts moving up, right up, point blank. And he takes his gun and he puts it as this marooned one's temple and fires with a 21 to hit. That'll do. And that is five points of piercing damage. Five points of piercing damage. It's close. Damn. He's swaying Ooh. on his feet. God. It looks at this point that you could flick him and he'd fall over. The The blue of his eyes, somewhat, I mean, already muted because Miss Fanny slashed him directly across <laughs> his eyes. But you can still see some of that eerie light that has been seeping from his eyes this entire time. It is it is getting dimmer. He like the, the energy that is sustaining him is about to be gone, but not quite. He's still... <sighs> Miss Fanny. Uh, this ends now. And we'll move slowly around the corner, dropping the knife as she's uh, hustling along, drawing, uh, drawing with her free hand, her, her little azimuth laser pistol, uh, uses one of the arms to steady it as they're going and fires 21. Oh, they're also not blinded anymore. It only lasts one round, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, how much damage do you do? Because you definitely hit. Oh, thank goodness. I was like, who's lit it up? That's four points of fire damage. Nice. Take them out, Miss Fanny. Okay. And just as you see the, the brightness of those blue eyes kind of come back into furious focus, <gasps> Miss Fanny then shoots him directly in the chest and that light just winks out. Oh, oh, my actual heart is racing. His body collapses. Oh my gosh. Without another word, another chuckle, just whatever was animating him, it's gone. You you stay down, you chuckle fuck. And he kicks him. (laughs) 
Ooh. That's our F-bomb for this episode. Intense. <laughs> <laughs> Language, <laughs> Captain. Saren, he walks over to pick up the Super Nino singing disc, drops to her knees and just is muttering to herself, useless, I'm useless, I'm useless, I'm useless. Miss Fanny would just reach out for the captain's arm because she's like, oh, just if you could help me out, dear, uh, help me up. Uh, you know, these not as spry as I once was. No. Friday goes, uh, here you go, darling. And uh, as he helps you up, he also passes you a uh, uh, healing serum. Get, get that get that spring back in your step. Oh, such a good boy. Saren, you keep us in the sky. You are by no means useless. We all have our off days. So... With the marooned one down, you do any immediate first aid that you need to on yourselves to be able to walk out of this building. So what you find on him is sort of older armor in in his more ancient hobgoblin style. But if you go take it back to your ship and maybe have Saren examine it as your resident mechanic uh, or maybe Miss Fanny as a former quartermaster, you'd know that it has similar properties to Kasatha Microcord 2. Oh. Need. So pretty good need. armor. No Definitely more for me. worth fighting this guy. <laughs> uh, you also find an advanced semi-auto pistol with 30 smaller rounds and that tactical knife with which he was absolutely mm. destroying Ballad's stuff. Just killing me. That, that just ripping you to pieces. It's insane. Yeah, I know. It's a, well, also, he just had insane bonuses to it. Yeah. Um, like, the <laughs> knife itself isn't that impressive. He was very impressive. Like, yeah. Like, the knife itself does, like, 2d4 damage. Mm-hmm. With his bonuses, he did, like, 35 points of flipping damage to me. Yep. But that's because that's of his crazy bonuses. Oh, tactical knives do two die four? Scary. Yep, 2d4. Yeah, that, that projectile weapon's pretty damn powerful. That it's a it's it's actually yeah, it's it's a very powerful weapon. Saren awesome. may take the knife if no one else wants it. No, go for it. It's a I nice have a knife. long sword and a solar weapon, so I'm good. So you finish stripping the body of this poor lonely zombie. Oh, don't and say it that way. <laughs> I, I I drag him into that little hole that I made, the little five foot, and then I cast uh, Hazard to fill it with acid so the body burns away. Aww. Okay. Wow. Mm. It's a good thing Sib isn't in the room. She would be mighty pissed, but uh, she's bad. not there to complain. Why would she be pissed yeah. about burning the thing that tried to kill us? Because it's a part of the archaeological record ah. of what was inside this building. Ah. Yeah. So... Yeah. Well, we had to do that to make sure it was dead. We thought it might regenerate. Um, I'm sure that if you explain that to her, she'll only be mildly annoyed. Considering how tore up some of us are, I'd hope she would be less than mildly annoyed. (laughs) Look at my chest. Uh, Her her gratefulness to you outweighs her scientific indignation. I think. Yeah, she would have been cut in two. Yes, no. Um, you finish uh, disposing of the marooned one's body, taking anything useful that he had on him, and exit the ziggurat. Sib and Krisk, you find them just outside it, where Sib is being surprisingly nurturing towards the Sharon that tried to blow up her dig site. <laughs> uh, she's, she's administering a little more first aid while Wimdy looks on. Zobin is right by Krisk's side, uh, checking checking him over. And as you all head out of the dig site and back down the mine, Sybil explained, I had heard of this being used as, well, translations are a little fuzzy. Uh, it's, it's, it's an ancient hobgoblin. This practice of sealing someone inside a site that you're leaving, it's, it's got connotations of both punishment and sacrifice. So uh, we may never learn more about who this individual was, but, and, and obviously we don't do this, we don't practice this anymore in, in modern times, but as uh, hobgoblins left sites or, or found things unusable anymore for whatever reason sometimes they would seal someone inside we've we've found non-animated corpses at various sites before 
But I did want to say, uh, I am strangely grateful that this situation happened because if we had gotten into the ziggurat unknowing, who knows how many of my team this man might have killed. Yeah, I guess we're we're all real grateful brushing Sib <laughs> off right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> shut the F up, lady. <laughs> like, she's not happy. <laughs> Uh, Sib, uh, I, I think we had an agreement here. Uh, we're way overdue talking to Commander Vash. Uh, maybe, maybe you two uh, soften that flow before we deliver the guns, and maybe we'll get some things worked out. Y'all better work it out. I don't know about you, but I, I'm kind of ready to to move on and get this delivery done. Um, but I'm glad we were able to kind of find a peaceful resolution here, possibly. Yeah, Vog, Vog, and Sim exchange a glance. Sort of, sort of a loaded one. They're they're still not friends, but this situation worked out as well as it possibly could have. That shared sense of when you've gone up against something that's just more important than whatever your disputes were, no matter how, uh, no matter how real and intense. They got to offload all the trauma and pain onto us. So yeah, exactly. They, out, they they outsourced it. <laughs> <laughs> like true capitalist cool. we have a traumatized friend and my chest got ripped open it's fine though everything's fine though <laughs> outsourced, outsourced. <laughs> right Ooh. and i mean and they did you know they they have told you like that they're going to be offering you medical attention when you get back to like mm. the camp does that yeah. mean does that mean free, free therapy for life <laughs> nope <laughs> you only get the first three no sessions. Therapy. Eventually, you get you get back you get back up. You get back into the actual mine itself. Perhaps you split off towards the commissary. Which, even though even though it's late, Anya is still in there working, and Sib moves off towards the hobgoblin section of camp to to talk to Commander Vash and bring him to the table because. She's got her sickatide data. She survived a very uh, rough day. She's feeling a lot more generous towards having a negotiation than she was previously. <sighs> so you all, or presumably you all, uh, sit down in the commissary with Vogue and prepare to have this very loaded meeting. Are you, is that where all of you are? Like, how are you all feeling? I don't think Captain Francisco's do-gooding ends on walking out of the ziggurat. <laughs> that is a good line, too. That's a great line. <laughs> Captain Francisco's do-gooding does not end after walking out of the ziggurat. Ballad is definitely going with Saren back to the ship. Like, I don't think there's any ifs, ands, or but. Like, I think, as Heidi said probably Friday needs to at least be there to facilitate the continued peace. Ballad knows what it looks like for someone to be having a like traumatic episode and she's not playing around as far as like Saren's well-being. So she's going to take Jure back to the ship. Like Fanny, why don't you go uh, get something to help come uh, Saren down get some food prepared and uh, hopefully this won't take too long. Saren at that is going to just like wave off Miss Fanny and Friday and oh, you two should go. I'm going to help fix up Ballad. Um, and I've got some work to do for myself. I've, I've got this all of those years with the edge court therapy, but have done <laughs> some help. <laughs> oh my God. I can just picture like the edge corp therapy VI. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Saren, like hears the captain, you know, giving, um, giving all these orders and just whirls captain. I'll be fine. I've got experiences from edge core of therapy vids. I'm going to work on fixing up ballad and you need to go finish your damn do gooding that you always get us into when we could have just dropped the freaking guns off. And then storms away. Friday just kind of stares stupefied. Actually, there's probably a little bit of pride at the same time because Saren is standing up for herself. Good job, Saren. Uh, Fanny, let's let's get going. Let's get like, hopping. First of all, ow. 
Second of all, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Ballad is just like wincing, by the way. She doesn't know how to react to any of it. You're going to be okay, right, Ballad? Yeah, 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 yeah. Once, um, you know how it is. And she like points at the nanocytes, like all the little, there's like little sparks coming out of her body. And she's like, it's oh. it's all coming back, baby. <laughs> uh, actually, I don't know how it is. I don't have nanocytes. I'm sorry. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> Fanny, Friday, and Vogue head to the miner's commissary while Sib departs to grab Commander Vash. You settle in at the bar. Uh, perhaps Anya fixes you all a stiff drink because, oh, damn, absolutely. it has been a night. Like, you flew in a couple hours ago this evening, and it is now well into the wee hours, and it's been a time. And after a few minutes, Sib enters along with Commander Vash, who is this tall hobgoblin man. Looks very, looks very impressive. He's in pretty, pretty straightforward, practical, tactical gear. And he enters the commissary already glowering. He addresses Friday. He appreciates a man with a fine hat and assumes that Friday (laughs) must be in charge. You landed hours ago. Where's my shipment? And just a quick note, right before he entered, Friday's going to tap Fanny and myself with Charming Veneer. Get that that plus one. Naturally. Uh, Of course you did. We ran into a situation that needed some assistance. And, you know, us being the do-gooders that we are, uh, (laughs) just just decided to get get in the way of it. Uh, But, you know, we think it will all work out. Uh, We got Fog here to come to the table. and. Uh, Seb here to come to the table, and uh, we got your delivery. But I think we might have worked out a little, a little amicable in the situation where these guns might not need to be used. Um, we're not feeling too good about this delivery. We do not typically deliver guns. We we want to do our job, but we wanted to do our job so well it'd be service with a smile. And he and he smiles and gets the little ting in his teeth. Oh, uh, <laughs> good heavens! <laughs> And I'll, I'll roll that diplomacy to see how I do. Yeah, roll me, roll me a diplomacy. I will say that you can go ahead and add an additional two points to that because Sib, she'll give Bash a hard look and say, you know very well what the situation has been, Bash. You are being unnecessarily hostile. And what was that? What was that plus for me? An extra a plus two. Plus two. Okay, so with Charming and Veneer, that's a plus one. So that's plus three to my nine. Give me 12 plus 14. That is a 26. He glances at Sib, looks at you. Man with the hat and the twinkle on his teeth. Vog is also doing his best to look sincere. (laughs) Sitting at your side. (sighs) All right, I can. uh, I can understand your reservations. Things have been tents around here and i'm a big enough man to admit that uh not 100 the miner's fault but also it's uh i got my orders it's not up to me whether or not i take delivery i'm i'm taking i'm taking delivery of the weapons that were ordered uh, just because they may not be necessary here we ordered 50 tons of them they were never all going to be used here this is going to be a staging area for our continued advances against the marixa republic oh well i have no i know have no hold up about getting you the weapons i just I just figured I'd feel a little better if uh, I tried to save some lives in the process. Maybe uh, negotiate a little peace here. And I I think that's happened. I don't think there's any peace that can be had here if we are prisoners in our own homes and unable to communicate with anyone off-world. In the area of your dig site, we'll do it. Provided there are no more crazy zombies in there. But you you will fix our communications array. And uh, I like to add to that, uh, you know, these guys are very skilled at what they've done. I am marveled at the amount of mining work they've been able to do and what they cleared away. We might even be able to subcontract with them, help them do some of the clearing around these ziggurats, <laughs> you know, take that pressure off of you guys. Uh, and they get, they are able to take that material and maybe mine it out. And, uh, and you guys get your ziggurats cleared up as well. So, you know, there might be a, a relationship to be had there as well. This might be very profitable for both of you. Mm-hmm. Sib will also tell Vash, like, and we have all of this data now. 
And I know, well, we could probably just take the sycotite we need to be able to conduct our own experiments, but she glances at Bog. Well, I'd feel weird about it. So, you know, we can help each other politely. And you rolled really well on your diplomacy. I'm not going to make you roll it again, especially since everybody is kind of ganging up on him. (laughs) 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 He'll give a short, sharp nod. We can repair the communications array. That much will do. We will see about the rest. Can I get a can I get a shake? See a handshake between you two? Make my day. <laughs> Neither man looks like they are into that at all. But you flash them another twinkly, charming smile with a little glint off of your teeth. They'll they'll do that thing where they approach each other, they shake hands, and both of them are clearly squeezing as tight <laughs> as possible <laughs> to see who will break the handshake first. It's Vogue. And Friday is completely <laughs> oblivious to the, the actual competition. He's just happy to see the handshake. Mm-hmm. And, All right. Well, we got some guns to unload. I really hope things work out between you two. You know, I, I can't wait to see this union consummated, so, so to say. Uh, but uh, I think I think it's time for us to do our job. Sorry for the tardiness there, Bash. He's kind of shaking his hand out. And he's like, it's fine. Just get it unloaded and be on your way. Let's get these guns unloaded, Fanny. What do you say? Or do you have anything to add? Oh, no. But it just brings, uh, does an old gal's heart good seeing these mature folks uh, come to an agreement. You head back to the ship. Make sure that everybody's still alive. Friday, I imagine you pass on Sib's compliments and her contact information to Saren, which that is going to be a fun relationship to maintain. Uh, over the over the course of our next several <laughs> seasons, and you probably go to bed at this point because it's late. Uh, it's in the wee hours of the morning, and when you get up, I imagine perhaps Ballad and Saren are in better shape to be able to unload all of your guns. Then you hop back into Calamity and you depart the system, having made the best situation that you could of a pretty. We Starfleeted the shit out of this. I don't know if Starfleet would have dropped off the gun still, but yes, you did. You did Starfleet the shit out of it within what made sense for your characters. Within the parameters of this this game, yes. Yes, within yeah. the parameters of this game and your morally gray characters. Uh, you definitely you Starfleeted the shit out of it, and I'm really proud of you. And just before you head off into the drift to return to Absalom Station, Friday, you do get a message on your personal comm that comes in, luckily, right as you're about to head out. You open the message. It's a recorded message. Direct communication is not interstellar. And it's your sister, Thursday. Hey, Friday. Um, I know this is going to probably take a while to get to you. Um... I wanted to let you know as soon as I could. Um, Mama has a... Well, she's... um, She's passed. You see the color in Friday's face just drain, and he just turns into a very pale purple. And the sifter of whiskey he's holding in his hand to celebrate their success drops to the floor and shatters. Far Beyond the Stars is a Fantastic Worlds production. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Just uh, as a FYI, this is our penultimate episode of season one. We have our season finale left to go. And then we'll be taking about a two-month break to prepare season two, which will begin on December 8th. In the meantime, if you can't get enough of us, we also produce a second show, the Fantastic Worlds podcast, based on the Reign of Winter adventure path for Pathfinder 1E. We also recommend connecting with our fantastic community on Discord and Reddit or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find links to access all of those on our website at fantasticworldspod.com. If you'd like to support the pod, please consider joining our Patreon by going to fantasticworlds.cash, where you can get access to behind-the-scenes content for all of our shows and a whole extra Pathfinder 2E podcast produced exclusively for our Patreon subscribers. I'm Abby, your galactic mistress. You can find me at Bonanza Famine on Instagram or Twitter. I'm Heidi. 
uh, your super traumatized and subsequently ashamed space rock. Uh, oh. You can find me at Famahillion on Twitter or uh, Heidelon hashtag five eight three six on Discord. This is Angel, um, your space exploring abuelita. I can be reached at Espinoza nine one six. Black Widow, but Grandma style. Oh, hell yeah. yes, that was <laughs> highlight of the episode. I think Black Widow Grandma. Black Widow Grandma. <laughs> um, this is Jess. Everyone's so sad. It's making me so sad. Um, <laughs> but uh, you can find me at Hank the Clank. Uh, this is your destroyed uh, Dustin Alexander playing Friday Francisco, who was not able to save his mother despite his best efforts. You would say, <sighs> despite 13 episodes of trying to save his mother, even, yeah. uh, you can reach me at Dustin Alexander. If you enjoy our show, do us a favor and help spread the word to friends and family you think may enjoy the show as well. Remember, true love is subscribing to podcasts that you think that they'll like for them on their phones. <laughs> we'll see you next time, Far Beyond the Stars. You <laughs> Oh. Pew pew. Far Beyond the Stars is a Fantastic Worlds production and an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Starfinder Adventure Path Fly Free or Die is a trademark of Paizo, copyright 2020. All Paizo content is used with permission. Some Enya. <laughs> Jambot, please play Enya. Sail away, sail away, sail away. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not trying to make light of this moment at all. No, right. no, no, We're yeah. ready for your monologue. <laughs> Jess says she shoots some finger guns and a wink at Vogue as as Bella walks by. <laughs> Do you like my open chest cavity? <laughs> oh, he's oh he's staring at it. Not not for the reasons you might like flirtatiously want him no. to be looking at you. It's definitely with a small like curiosity and horror. Ballad definitely knows that. She's like, this is definitely creepy. At the same time, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so exposed. My shirt is just in tatters. <laughs> <laughs>